Well, hey there, everyone, and welcome back to Game Store Profits. This is episode 22. I'm Luke Navarro. And I am Mike Perna. How you doing today, Mike? It's, it's been a little while. We're recording a little late this time we're, around. We're, we are. We usually try to get a jump on these things, but life has been ridiculously crazy for me. It's as if there's some kind of major event that's coming up. Yeah, you know, it's it's a, it's a real bother, I gotta tell you. <laughs> you and your stinking, you know, youth ministry and your uh, your passionate gaming life and that little wedding thing. There's that little wedding thing that's kind of getting in the way of many things. But we're here now. We are here now. And it actually worked out kind of okay. It worked out very well, actually. Because <laughs> we're a week late, but something kind of good has happened in the geek world. Something uh, truly beautiful. This week, and that and is, of course, the Avengers movie. Something happened great in the geek world, and also for shawarma restaurants all over the country. <laughs> I love shawarma. I don't know about you, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never had it, but apparently shawarma restaurants all over the place have been see- re- receiving booming business have due, they to really? the last, due to awesome. the last couple minutes. Yeah, the internet is abuzz with all sorts of articles about how shawarma restaurants are recording record numbers due to the last couple minutes of, of uh Avengers. Yeah, how about the Avengers doing the, the double stinger? The double... I, I, honestly, I was not prepared for the double stinger. If it weren't for the fact that uh Susan and I were kind of late to the party when it came to going to see the Avengers, I would have never expected the double. I, yeah, I yeah, me neither. Me neither. I I was actually thankfully there were other people in the theater because of course I knew the stinger was coming. Right. But thankfully there were other people in the theater to uh to help me out. Well, I I was insanely jealous because uh a bunch of people from the church, you know, those people with the flexible schedules, they decided that they were going to go to the all-day complete Avengers movie marathon. Oh, that's awesome. Where did you have that? Several uh, local theaters actually had it available where you showed up at like 10 o'clock in the morning and were there for the opening of the Avengers at midnight. Well, for for the nine people on the planet who uh, don't know, let's talk about this whole Avengers movie thing. I'm I'm so up for talking about the Avengers movie because I went in there thinking, you know, I like a good superhero movie. I've seen most of the movies that le- led up to the Avengers, but I wasn't really looking for much. And then I discovered that the man, the myth, the legend, Joss Whedon, was at the helm of this movie, and I got all giddy, and I felt like I was watching a giant episode of Firefly with lots of superheroes. So we had, leading up to this movie, uh, a whole series of movies, and they actually were able to bring together most of the stars to do the team. Of course, the Avengers is uh, Marvel's sort of iconic, you know, the Super Friends kind of... uh, it's Justice Marvel. League. Yeah, it's Marvel's answer to the Justice right. League. Uh, and so what movies did we have? We had Iron Man 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Hulk. The good one. Uh, yeah, well, the better one. Um, we had Thor. We had Captain America. And uh, then all of those came together this week in the Avengers. Almost the whole team comes together. We, uh, we, we get a new Hulk. A new and Bruce, honest- well, a new Bruce Banner, I suppose. The Hulk is just digital. But we get a new Bruce Banner. Honestly, I think this is... The best the, Hulk The best ever. Hulk, yeah. I would argue that. that this is the best Hulk ever. So I was, much better. I, I'm a huge fan of the Ed Norton Hulk. I really am. But at the same point, I really think that 
the uh the Ed Norton Hulk was kind of the fo- the foundation for this Hulk. Like I think if there wasn't a transition Hulk between the horrific disaster that was the previous Hulk movie and this, it would be painful. But I think he made a nice bridge. <laughs> I, I you know I think that he was better written. I think he was better acted. I think he was a deeper character though the Ed Norton version it was good but right. this was better this was better I, and I gotta tell you man uh, I kind of knew going actually being at the film that it was going to be pretty good because the ratings were I, I saw it on Monday so it was a uh, or even Tuesday I think maybe it was so it was a little bit after release and the reviews are through the roof on this movie oh yeah but still you think okay superhero team this is going to be a fairly convoluted story. Uh, it's going to have a lot of the, the like super ego superheroes. Uh, and they did conflict, have that. And they did have that, but they had it so well done. They had it at just the right level where you understand that if you've gotten these giant supermen and you put them in a room and say, play nice, they won't. But at the same point, but it wasn't campy. No, it wasn't over the top. It wasn't ridiculous. It was what would happen. It was, you you saw these characters and you're like, I actually like you, and I want I want to see more of you. And I'm please please let there all of the mythical things that have to happen for more movies to occur. Please let there be more Avengers movies. Please. Oh, they've they've already they've already signed up for Avengers too. Yeah. Until it happens, it's not real. You know what I mean. Uh, that's true. That's true. Too easy for one actor to get a, you know, yeah, a burr in his butt and decide that uh, he doesn't want to be a superhero anymore. Well, I, I, I will say, as much as I think that you know actors can step in and out and make it work, I will say that if anybody tries to play Tony Stark other than Robert Downey Jr., I will doubt them. Yeah. Well, I, I've got to tell you, when I didn't like. Tony Stark until this movie. Uh, you're not you're not supposed to like Tony Stark. He's a jerk. Well, but this movie though, he has matured quite a bit. Oh, he has. And you know, in the storyline, he is sort of the the de facto leader of the Avengers, which plays out in the comic books as well. Right. That's what I meant. Uh, and so he does sort of have that elder. I'm the one who's been the superhero for the longest. Therefore, I have to be the one who. Uh, who rules this, or who runs this team, uh, and he does a really good job of that, but he still has his Tony Stark snark. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I love that. Uh, a couple of one-liners in this movie that are amazing. <laughs> amazing, and folks, we're not going to spoil, because... We, we had, as we were preparing to talk about this episode, I, I looked at Luke and I said, you know what? We're going to have to be very careful because there's going to be scenes that we're going to want to talk about because they're amazing, but we can't because that would be Spoiler Town USA. And Can we allude, though? Can we at least allude? I, I, I think if I alluded to things like, uh, this is my, my favorite scene in the entire movie, Wait. I cannot give away, but I will say the players involved, and I will let, because the, the players oh, involved will I think tell- I know. The players involved will tell everybody who's seen it, they will start laughing, and everyone who hasn't, of course you do, everyone who hasn't seen it will not ruin anything when I say Hulk Hulk meets Loki. Loki. Hulk meets Loki. Favorite part of the movie. Hulk theater exploded. Exploded. 
I had to physically put my hand over my mouth <laughs> so that it wasn't awkward for my fiance. It, I was amazing. Dying. And one thing I will say is, is and this is something that I, I wish I'd have had, uh, because I almost missed it because no one told me this. In that scene, when the theater explodes with laughter, because it will, listen. Yeah, there is an excellent line. Because, <laughs> that is true. Because the Hulk gets one line in this movie. And if you're not paying attention during this scene, you'll miss it. He gets two lines. Kind he gets of. a funny one and he gets a pretty profound one. Right. But I gotta tell you, Hulk stole the show. Hulk oh, stole the did. show. He did. I, everybody had their moments, but Hulk, yeah. And and oddly enough, which I really like the fact that they went minimal on the Hulk, the Hulk did not show up for much. We saw most of this movie with Bruce Banner. Oh yeah, and for I, sure. And I, mm-hmm. and I love that. Because the yeah, Hulk... Yeah, again, I think, just like I said, is the best Hulk, best Bruce Banner as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I love the fact that they were playing up, like, they, they kept saying... Uh, we haven't called you here to be the Hulk. We've called you here because we're tracing gamma radiation and you're the expert. Like, I love that. Like, somebody appreciates the fact that he's more than big green and nasty. Yeah, you know, I definitely think that maybe next episode we need to come back to this and get a little bit more spoiler territory. Because at, by the time next one, uh, we record the next one, especially the next time I'm recording, because... Yeah, I am not recording on my honeymoon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the next time you hear my voice oh, will be so a many potential jokes. So many potential jokes. Let them go. Just let uh, make them go. None of them. Good, make good, make none of them. Be a good person and move on. My fiance listens to this on occasion. Please do not get me in trouble. All right, sounds good. But uh no, I, I, I there there were lots of different just really key moments to me and I just I absolutely love them and even even the ones that that are really terrible. The ones that I can't bring up on this because, again, I hate spoilers. But there were some moments where I'm just like, I hate you and the horse you rode in on. But at the same point, this is an amazing story. <laughs> right. Well, last week we had a major geek experience with the Avengers. I need your help, man. Okay. I I need you to be my sounding board. I'm all ears. Because next week there is a potential major geek moment. Next and I week. have I have to decide whether I want to take part in this. I have a major geek moment next week in the Steampunk World's Fair, but I don't know what you have a geek moment with. I have the release of Diablo 3. Oh, yes. The epic franchise returns. And so the basic question is, do I spend my hard-earned money on Diablo 3? I'm a little torn. Of course, okay, I, why, why, why are you torn? Because I've heard nothing but giddy excitement from everybody I know who's even remotely planning on buying this. So I love Diablo. I love Diablo 2. Okay? okay. Like, uh, Diablo was high school. Diablo 2 was college. Uh, this is a Diablo 2, especially at the point I, I'm, I'm living with a buddy in San Diego. My fiance is around a lot. And uh, she hates Diablo 2. Because in her mind, all Diablo 2 is... For hours and hours on end. In her defense, that that is kind of true. Well, and that's my problem. Is that the thing is, is as much as I love that, and as much as I loved Torchlight, which kind of gave us a little bit of a, a, a hit of this kind of gameplay while we've been waiting... Torchlight, the poor man's Diablo. 
Yeah, well, hey, it was ten bucks. It literally is the poor exactly. man's Diablo. Exactly, it's the poor man's Diablo. Uh, and it's great until that spider. Oh, that spider! Uh, uh, I know the part you're talking about. But I do. I want to spend money on what is essentially the like super oldest version of video gaming. Like one mouse, click the button, and that's all you do. Uh, and over just and click over the button and over ten thousand times, over and over and over and over again. Uh, you know, I know how much I enjoyed the experience in the past, but I kind of wonder. You know, it's like, it's like, yeah, you know, Pac Man's okay. You know. So basically, you're wondering if it's all nostalgia. I do. Or... Yeah, yeah. Do I want to spend money on the potential that is just going to be nostalgia? I, you know, I, there are so many things that I'm really intrigued by about the the concept of Diablo, and and I don't really need to spend too much time going into it because. Pretty much, if you're listening to us, you probably have a good idea of what I'm going to talk about. The whole idea of sell game stuff for real money. This is interesting. It, it's incredibly interesting. And I'm really curious to see how that plays out. I don't know if uh, it would be enough for me. And really, the decision was made for me because whenever you're dealing with stuff like, like this is like straight up demons, like summoning on your computer. I have no problem with this. I I establish it as this is story. But it really makes my fiance really uncomfortable. And she has every right to be uncomfortable with it. Uh it's to the point like like there are you can summon demons in Victoriana, but she made me swear that within our apartment I would not play any game that did that. And I said, sure. So it was really an, an easy argument for me because I don't think there was enough in Diablo 3 to make me break that promise to her. There's nothing in that that would even come make me come close to that or even tempt me to that. Because at its core, it is point and click, point and click, point and click. But I I love the story of Diablo, and I, I really think now that they have the hardcore like graphics engines that we've got now, you can spend a little more time developing the coolness of the story, whereas in one, there was go town, kill demon, town happy Two, you start getting a little bit more about you know the the demons and and even the 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 one angel i can't remember his name tyriel tyriel uh tyriel was yeah, epic. i remember i remember seeing tyriel come on the screen and being like this guy's cool i will help him do whatever he wants me to do but i remember seeing him come on the screen thinking all right i'm gonna kill him but <laughs> no he's glowing white he's a good guy that's true but it, there is the, a certain bloodlust that is attributable to Diablo. Well, yeah, it, it, there's something in front of you. It doesn't look human. Kill it. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm very intrigued by it. I want to hear about it. And, and I'm I'm looking to all the people I know who are looking to get Diablo and, and going to be curious at how it plays. Uh, a lot of the even the, the, the classes, a lot of them seem just normal. Like they haven't really. In my mind, they haven't really innovated that much. You know, it's it's not an easy thing to do. That's what I mean. It's, it's such a, a a fundamental, we won't call it old, it is old, but a fundamental gameplay mechanic. Right. And it is, you know, that. but it's like Civilization. I still, I buy every Civilization and still play it. If they came out with a, Sim, with a Civ 6, we'd all be lining up to get it. Right. I, I'm looking at my screen right now, and the only game on my desktop is Sid Meier's Civilization V. Right. And so I'll still play that, but I'll tell you, I've been burned by a couple of these types of games. 
And I'll tell you the ones, it's, uh, it's like the Telltale kind of games. Uh, the adventure games, like the old right. school King's Quest-y kind of games. Uh, like, so I went back and played um, Monkey Island, Monkey Island right. 2, actually. And man, that was so fun for me when I was a kid. Like, I can totally remember Adam Eads and I in his dad's den playing King's <laughs> Quest, playing Police Quest, trying to play Leisure Shoot Larry. At, <laughs> checking over your shoulder to make sure one knew you were watch, you were playing Leisure Suit Larry. And, you know, loved it. But then you go back to it and you're like, man, this kind of sucks. This isn't fun. And right now we have this, this sort of trend that's happening. A lot of retro gaming, a lot of old games coming back. XCOM, dude. I hadn't heard of XCOM coming back. That's crazy. XCOM's coming back as a first-person shooter. Of course it is. Now, there's rumors that they're also coming back as a turn-based strategy, which would be amazing, especially if you put it on the iPad, but... <laughs> or the, uh, the Galaxy, that's fine, too. But I just, I, I don't know, and it's, it's, it's 60 bucks, man. Oh, oh, I know. And it's gonna oh, be I, 60 I bucks six months from now, that's the thing, it's Blizzard. It ain't it's gonna get Blizzard. cheaper. Because they know people will still be paying 60 bucks for it. You know, forever. I think I've probably bought StarCraft like four times before, you know, over the last 12 years or however long it's been. Right. So I don't know, man. I'm going to have to think about this, folks. I need your help. The show's coming out on Monday. I have my buying decisions Tuesday. I need your help. That's true. Opening day is Tuesday. Now, for me, like I said, for me, it's an easy call. For me, if I'm budgeting for games, um, I I have to budget, especially because... Two weeks, and I'll be a married man, so I can no longer pull the, oh, I already have this thing, don't you know? Or, what do you mean, why am I spending money on this? Because, you know, her money is my money, and my money is her money. So, if I'm budgeting for games, I'm looking for a role-playing board game card game. I'm I'm looking to rally rally the guys around a table, because it's about the same cost anymore, and I'll get much more use out of that. Um, That's an interesting are, argument. There are, because pretty much everything I look at for gaming now is an investment. If I'm only going to play this game once, I'm not going to buy it. Exactly. Exactly. Is there going to be enough replay value? Yes. Can I sit down and do this for three hours and enjoy it? Oh, yeah. No question. It's like the 8 and 10 and 12 hours that I that, that need to be there to pay for this. You know what I mean? Right. No, yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see if this whole sell stuff for real money is a gimmick or if, if it really catches on. It'll be interesting to see if this becomes like a floodgate kind of game and every game from now on will start doing this. I think a lot of companies are kind of looking at this as the the touchstone to see if it's worth putting into other games. I'm sure well, a lot of companies have guys whose sole responsibility is to check how Blizzard's doing this. <laughs> really? Uh, your job is to just spy on Blizzard. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing, right? I, and I totally am kind of, I, I really vibe with you, and it's why I haven't bought a game other since Skyrim. Uh, and I hadn't bought a game before Skyrim in quite a long time. And that is most games are single playthrough. Yes. Uh, I'm not a first-person shooter fan. Uh, and we'll talk about one of the reasons why I'm not a first-person sh- shooter fan a little bit later in the show today. But that's not that's not my stake. That's not what I want to do, right? So, what kind of games have that replay value? Well, Skyrim does. Skyrim does. I'm on my 
I'm on my second playthrough. Uh, uh, Civilization does. Because it's uh, different every time. Certainly, um, MMOs can. Absolutely. And do, but that's, uh, that could be argued a little bit. That uh, certainly once you get to max level, we've, we kind of experienced that, or I experienced that, uh, with the Old Republic. The question is, is Diablo going to be one of those games? Is it going to be a game where you can pick it up and play by yourself, just for kicks, for an hour? Two, two weeks later, pick it up, play for a couple hours. Week later, pick it up, play for a couple hours. Or is it going to be the kind of game where you want to play through once? I don't know. I mean, I know how it used to be. Obviously, my my wife has has uh, negative memories of it because I played it so often. Painful memories of losing you. She was a gamer widow to Diablo. Yeah, before we were even married. Uh, <laughs> of course, I have headphones now, so that'll help. That will. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's something I'm going to definitely consider. We'll talk about that uh, next time around. Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting concept. I mean, it's it's interesting too to see just how games develop, because you and I both saw the advertisement for the fact that they're making a Skyrim MMO. Yeah, uh, I did and, see that. And I have, I, I have no idea what that's going to look like. Yeah, I went, mm, meh. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't super impressed, but um, I gotta tell you, that the Skyrim MMO, it showed me something. It showed me the same thing that Old Republic did. It showed me the same thing that, like, Rifts did when that came out. Um. People on the internet are jerks. Yeah. Well, that's definitely I know, true. <laughs> I know I know people like I I I am a fan of Beth- of Bethesda on Facebook. And so because of that, every time they post something about the Skyrim MMO, it pops up on my um, on my news feed. Well, I I I don't know why I keep doing this because it seems so ridiculous cuz I, I keep expecting humanity to be better. Um I click on the comments, and I'm just trampled by the absolute hatred for this announcement. And I'm just like, guys, if you don't like it, just move on. You know how you tell them to stop making games like this? Stop buying them. Done. But instead, we just have this utter, just tirade of nastiness. That is just just exploding all over Facebook with just an absolute. I, I mean, if you were to write these down, the list would go around the block. Well, I think that's an interesting juxtaposition because what you just said is, if I'm going to spend my money, I want to spend it on stuff I can play with my friends. Absolutely, that's essentially what you said. That I, yeah. I yes, even though I didn't use those words, I will back that up. Yes, right. that's exactly what I'm saying. I used to play video games with my friends. In fact, it used to be when I played video games, it was only with my friends. Right. And, and I don't even mean in the days back before technology allowed us to play together. I, and I, you have to play with people in the same building as you. We're not talking about the all-night LAN party when everybody brought their computers to one guy's house. And yet that was so amazing. I loved every minute of it. The pizza and the soda and the chips and the video games. These kids, they're missing something, I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing, is I have almost no interest in playing with people anymore. Oh, uh, if a game's sole like, selling point is the online play, I stop. Y- you've lost me. You know, I, I, I don't have an Xbox Live account anymore, or I have the 
you know, whatever it is that you just, you, you can't play online. You just download games and whatnot. Right. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm not interested. And I'll tell you why I'm not interested. Because For the same of the reason on that, the internet? <laughs> because everybody on the internet's a jerk. Uh, and it turns out that everybody on online gaming services is a jerk, too. Well, not everybody, but the loudest voices, for sure. Uh, Mike, you posted uh, onto the, uh, I think, maybe Perception Check, or maybe the... Uh, the I didn't get it on... Per- Facebook page. I didn't get it on... Yeah, I didn't get it on Perception Check, mostly because I haven't been able to touch Perception Check lately. For those of you who actually read Perception Check, I, I will promise that at some point I will finish the... Uh, blind draw storytelling that I posted up there like a week and a half ago, but I, I'm going to claim the power of the almighty wedding, which is why I haven't done that yet. Uh, I did, I did put it up on the Facebook page though. The link to, um, I don't know if it has its own presence on the internet anymore. It, it's on uh, penny arcade TV. Uh, cause the guys at penny arcade own geekdom <laughs> and, um, uh, it's a, a group of guys, it's three people, uh, and they, they call themselves extra credits. And a lot of what they talk about is stuff about the gaming industry and it's a video and, show. Uh, it's a video show. It's an animated video show. And, uh, it's, it's about like the gaming industry. It's about gaming in general. It's about like, like they did a series called, so you want to be a game developer stuff like that. Well, and it's, it's, it's not coverage. No, it's it's more like the philosophy and the um, the community and the life of video gaming. Right. Well, I I love they did a, a couple they did a, a two parter the other day, which uh, I really liked. It was a two parter about uh r- like RPGs versus JRPGs, which is Japanese role playing games, and the the core differences between them, how they should be considered separate genres. And I'm like. Wow, this is incredibly nerdy, and I'm loving every minute of this. But uh, yeah, the guy, the guys at, at Extra Credits, uh, they did a an episode talking about just uh, online just abuse. There's no other word for it. It's just straight up hate speech and abuse. And uh, the the one thing that they really uh, cited. Uh, I forget what it's like, like cross assault or something. It was it was an online, uh, it was a stream that you could follow, and it was basically a bunch of people playing in a a, a a it was a fighting game. I can't remember which one. Uh, like like Tekken something cross or something like that. I don't really do a lot of fighting games anymore, so, so uh, I don't I didn't really follow it. But um, they basically watched this. One of the people playing was a woman and. The people that were playing with her, like the guy who was moderating it, was just making these horrible comments just about uh, her body and about, you know, different stuff and about her just being just. It was it was hate speech. It was it was terrible. It was awkward to watch. And you just and they they kind of recorded also the stuff that was coming in on the chat room. And I I felt awkward. Like, I wasn't even watching the stream, I was watching a recording of the stream later on, and I'm like, this is painful. But it also reminded me that that's a lot of what the gaming environment has become online, because all you have to do is have one bad game, and your inbox will fill up with all manner of horrible things. I speak on, you know, 
experience there because I I ha- there was a time when I was playing uh, Call of Duty a, a good bit, and if I had a bad game, my inbox would light up with just horrible things talking about this, that, and the other thing. And I'm not talking about like haha, you suck. I'm talking about language that I can't repeat without uh, making it painful for our audience and screwing up our iTunes rating. You know, and we have this is the community. This is who plays games. What do we do about that? Well, they actually had an interesting solution. Uh, it, basically, I mean, the solution was fairly simple, right? And it was that all you had to do was auto-mute certain people. Right. Uh, basically, they would need uh, game companies. You know, they need Xbox or they need uh, PlayStation or the Steam to monitor mutes. And they already do this. They already have the information. and They're just not doing anything with right. it. Right. And when enough, a, a greater enough percentage of people mute a given person over a period of time, that person can be, is, you can, even if you flip a switch, it will auto-mute anybody who's been muted a certain percentage of time. Right. And so that gives the player the option of uh, listening to this environment or not. It gives us a filtered feed, a filtered version. Uh, And that seems like a simple solution to the problem, and it's not just a practical solution. It's also an attempt to remove power from those who are doing this uh, on the idea that essentially what they're doing is trying to exert whatever power they have in the world which probably is not very much in real life they're they're making they're making themselves feel better by tearing other people down right and uh, without that microphone there's nothing they the presumption is that there would be less value for them to use this language and to have uh this to provoke people uh but i i you know and i think that's a good idea and i think that's great but what I'm more interested in talking about is what can we as gamers, what can we as people who are part of this community, if there is anything, what can we do to change this behavior? Do we promote the behavior? Uh, do we, are we part of this problem? Uh, and if not, what can we do to solve this problem? I, it, honestly, a lot of it is just going to be... I mean, other than than calling on doing exactly what the extra credits guys did and calling on the companies to do something about it on their level, a a lot of it is just going to be stepping up. And I know it sounds cheesy and after school specially, but a lot of times it's the idea of the 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 argument from silence. It's this idea that that uh, the evil wins when good people sit by and do nothing. And I, I think I don't know if it if it ends up looking like like con- doing the whole idea of just the the auto mute thing, or if if muting is not your thing, if you still want to be part of the the game and all that, to just literally be like just be that guy who stands up and says, "Be quiet, we're just trying to play a game here." But the downside is, is that a lot of the times, due to the nature of these games and the nature of the internet itself. A lot of times when you say sit down and be quiet is when they get louder right. because you've dared to challenge them. You know, here's my hope. 
I, I hope that what we're seeing right now is just a generational gap. So when we all started playing games, uh, these things didn't even exist. Right. So I'm 35 years old now. <laughs> the, the internet didn't exist when I started playing games. Right. I, I mean, either. Uh, and, you know, I, I've been married for 15 years. Uh, I, I, I kind of like my wife. I have two daughters. There's no chance in the world that I would ever say anything like this. But there is a group of gamers, say those who are 12, 13, 14, 15 right now. Yes. Um, that are too old to be mine. My kids are littler than that. And I am the first generation of gamers. My hope is, is that when my kids are old enough to game and game online, they will be gaming online under my jurisdiction. Mm. That I will have taught them about gaming online because I will be there playing with them. Right. So in the same way that my dad taught me how to throw a baseball or taught me how to, uh, you know, pitch a tent or whatever, I fully expect that I will be the one teaching my kids how to play games and how to play games online. And so my hope is that in time, we'll have a generation raised on video games and these kind of things will, will fall away. But in the meantime, we do have this crowd that we need to deal with. Yeah, in all, in all honesty, I don't know... If you can address the current issue on a uh, on the without going on a person to person basis, like I don't I don't know if there is going to be the because the whole auto mute thing for me is a band aid on a bullet wound. The it's the idea that that people are idiots and they love being idiots online. So let's you know just make them stop. What I do think I I, I fully agree with what you're saying though, Luke is is that every time uh, I think about gaming like i i was talking about the fact that uh i hope to someday be running you know D games with my kids like i would love i would love to be able to say you know all right i'm gonna i'm gonna get the the books out and we're gonna we're gonna rock this and my kids are gonna be the ones i get to lead through dungeons and stuff i i love that idea i've been uh for some reason my inbox lately has been filled with little kids doing amazingly dorky things like I just saw a picture of a little girl dressed up like Voltron and uh the 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 text that came across the picture was sure I'll wear a tiara what weapons does it come with and and I saw that picture and I I said to the person who posted it there I said someday if I have a if I have a daughter I will make it my life's work to help her be this awesome and in that I think it's the 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 notion that that we who are dealing with this now learn from this. And instead of, of letting them become that, letting them become engulfed by the nastiness and the viciousness of online gaming, uh, to help them be the next generation of people who come along and say, you're a bunch of idiots in a, you know, in a constructive way, let's get, let's get through this and let's just play the game and enjoy it. Because I think people are growing sick and tired of it. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I do. I think we're getting tired of hate speech. I think we're getting tired of of anger, really, is what it is. And, you know, actually, you posted uh, something that has a little bit of similarity to this. Uh, maybe on your Facebook feed or, or somewhere. I've been posting a lot of random stuff lately, so... <laughs> uh, you basically posted... Uh, I, it was a survey... Uh, well, actually, it was somebody's commentary on a survey uh, about how what people think about evangelical Christians. Oh, yeah. Well, and, that was a while ago. And far and away, something like 90% of 
of people, the first definition, the first description they gave of evangelical Christians was anti-homosexual. The overwhelming percentage. It was humongous. Like, it was hum- it, it was, was literally it was, like 90 percent. Yeah, it was something like 80 or 90 percent. Right. And, you know, it's hard to stop and to say now, OK, we're not. I mean, if you want to, Mike, we can talk about homosexuality, but I, I don't think we need to. I, I just want to make sure. Yeah, we we could get into the whole Amendment One and all the the Obama statement and all that. Honestly, I'm I'm so tired of it, and I'm sick and tired of because because I have friends and I have people that I care about deeply on both sides of that, and both of them are yelling like idiots, and I'm I'm just tired of it. But in the same way, I uh, the only point I want to make is in the same way that when people hear the term gamer, they think bigot. Uh, anti-woman jerk, right? Oh, That's gotta... what they think. And I'm lumped in with that. The same right. way, the same way people hear Christian and think Westboro Baptist Church and, and they think anti-homosexual. And whether or not you are anti-homosexual, do you really want that to be the thing that people think about when they think about your faith? Right. That's a problem. Not Jesus, not salvation, not love and compassion. We hate gays. Right. And that's the way it is. Oh, whether that gets we meant, under my skin. Whether we meant oh, for it to be or not, that is the way it is. Like, I dislike the fact that we just had to make those statements. I know we were making them as, you know, the stupid objection of, of you know, this is what we don't want to be about. But, oh, it gets under my skin. Yeah. But... Yeah, I I will I will ch- I will encourage everybody to go to to Penny Arcade and to go on Penny Arcade TV to watch the extra credits uh thing on this. If you do, it's the same thing, the same warning I posted when I did this on our on the Games World Profits Facebook page. They post, they show in the background a lot of messages from people on on Xbox Live and on the internet and on forum posts. Do not read them. I, I know I, I'm all about, you know, openness with information and everyone should make their own decision and throw stuff out there and expose people to, to, to both the good and the bad. I'm telling you as a person who's had to read it, don't, because it is a level of hatred that is, it's, it's awful. It is the, and the saddest part about it is, is that they're throwing it out there for funsies. I know kids who have written stuff like this, and they don't think anything of these words. And I think, if nothing else, that bothers me above all else, that these kids don't think anything of these words that they are throwing around. And, yeah, I, this, I, I just got done telling Susan that there's one thing that will get under my skin every time. It's when one person thinks they're better than somebody else. And this speech proves that there are people who just think that every other person is is non-human and it oh it just gets me it gets me yeah you know what really bugs me about this whole thing is that for so long as gamers we have fought this stupid stereotype that playing video games will turn you into a violent psycho killer oh that's that's ever since the very first games involving guns showed up on video games people have been making that argument you know what it turns out it does sort of it makes you a stupid, violent jerk, or at least it provides the opportunity for many people. I yeah, I think that's the better way to say it. it it's because because there are good people online. There are good people 
that's, there are, are wonderful that, that's and true, kind that's people. That's true, but this promotes there are kids who wouldn't be this way, except that they're they enter into this community to play video games and find that this is the social norm. Right. And and that's what really bugs me. Is you know how many twelve year olds I know? They're good kids. Oh yeah. They're good kids. They start playing games and you know, and it's not just games. They they kinda of get into this this uh, slightly older age group, and all of a sudden, these are the social norms. The thing is, in almost every other place, there is an adult somewhere that, that will, will stop them that from will doing stop this. That social norm, right? You're not gonna play football and be saying stuff about the cheerleaders. The coach is gonna come down on you, right? You know, but but there aren't adults that are stepping up to fill those roles. In the gaming world, and even if we wanted to, there's no place for it. Right. And I, I think that, that hits on a big thing right there, Luke, and, and you can speak to this even more than I can, because I don't have kids and you do, but I would challenge any parent out there that even if games aren't really your thing, and if they are your thing, for, for the love of God and all things holy, play them with your children, but if games are not your thing... I would still recommend that you sit down and hang out with your kids. Ask them what their game is about. Ask them what they're doing. You know, even compliment them. Oh man, that was a sweet, you know, headshot you got there. I know it seems so ridiculous, but at the same point, it's it's putting these video games in a healthy situation as opposed to what they're getting. Because they're going to hear this stuff, they're going to see this stuff, and if you're not there, or if somebody's not there to say, by the way, you don't talk like that. They're just left in the void there, and they're going to, even if if they're, even if on the, the surface they're going to say, well, no one should talk like that. That's a mean thing to say. You shouldn't be that way. On a subconscious level, these kids, that's what they're getting. And I hate the fact that we're robbing them of something fun. We are turning something fun into something that is screwing kids up. It's not the violence in the video game that's screwing them up. It's the violence in the chat room that is screwing them up. I, I couldn't agree more. And, uh, you know, I think that in the same way that, I, well, I don't know. I mean, every parent has their own choice to make. You know, there is a point at which uh, you're going to let the kid have a cell phone. Or even right. let the kid have conversations in a room by themselves on the phone. Uh, my kids aren't at that age yet. They're very small. I make sure that I know what they're talking about. Uh, you know, there's a point at which you might give your kids a TV and let them watch a TV in their room or in their their TV room or whatever. You know, in the same way, uh, you're not don't just give kids video games or give kids online access to games uh, without thinking about it, without saying, okay, are my kids ready for this? And in the same way that you would sit down and watch TV with your kids before you let them go off and start flipping the channels, finding out what's on HDNet or Spike, you know, you're not going to, you should sit down with them and, and understand their video game world. And if you're not into that, find somebody who is, you know, find their uncle, me, you know, in my family <laughs> to say, hey, you know. There's always it, one. Right, exactly. There's plenty of geeks about. And there's plenty of faithful geeks about as well. I don't know, man. This has been a downer show. We talked I, about I, Avengers. I'm about to good. say we gotta, we gotta, we gotta turn this around. Like normally, this is when when you look at me and say, "This I want to turn this around." All right, go for so it. So I need, I need, I need you to. I don't. 
I, I'm I'm still trying to put this together because I I the same t- the same token that I will say that I I really hate online games and I hate you know this environment. Again, I champion playing games with each other. I I, I mean even even online games. I played WoW with so many people that I had so much fun playing that game with, and if it you know. I had so much fun playing with you guys on Old Republic. We've gone over the fact that you and I both quit Old Republic, not because we weren't having fun, but because neither one of us could play enough. I, I think that the big thing about doing this is, is just to get in there and to really enjoy playing with your kids. Now, now, granted, every time I say playing with your kids, everyone's going to want to think about the outdoors, everything like that. I will continue to encourage this. At no point will I say, don't do that. I would be stupid to say that. But at the same point, if your kids are playing games, if your kids are are uh, gaming with any kind of regularity, if your friends are playing with any sort of regularity, because I don't want this just to be about people who have kids, because I'm sorry, I don't have kids, and I'm all about the business of making sure people aren't, let's just call a spade a spade, not being jackasses on the internet. Because I will, I will, I will constantly call people on it. Because there are people who will say things and not understand the the impact that those words have. And so, I actually uh, was watching a video. There's a guy who does YouTube videos of StarCraft games. Uh, I just found out about him because of the, he he was a guest on uh, Will Wheaton's tabletop YouTube show. Uh, he's a guy named Day Nine. And he jokingly said that his community, the community that follows him and plays StarCraft with, with him and all in the tournaments that he, that they do and everything, uh, he said in, they're trying to change the community by instead of, of hurling insults, they're hurling compliments. <laughs> like they're being especially kind to people. And, you know, I, I think there are so many ways that we could turn this around. And I think, uh, if we sat down and really thought about what's in front of us, I don't, I don't know. I just have this idea of maybe if the entirety of the world just decided, you know, screw it. I'm going to be a nice person. I'm tired of, of being a jerk because the world is full of enough jerks. We've, we've long since overshot our quota on that. And I think if, if every one of us just sits down and says, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of this. I'm going to be better about it. Let us all stand from the mountaintop and, and, and cry out. Wheaton's rule applies. Wheaton's rule applies. It it really does. I <laughs> the more I think about existence, Wheaton's rule applies. And I would I would love to see the different expressions on people's faces when they're like, "What's Wheaton's rule?" Look it up. That's what Google's for, my friends. That's what Google's for. But I do think there is this this sort of core problem that really does need to be dealt with, and that is there is a group of young males that for whatever reason especially in the gaming environment has lost control right and there are not very many people who can help bring uh sanity back to that population we are those people yep what do we do about that uh, i'll be honest with you i'm not doing much i run and hide because i don't want to deal with it uh, you're a youth pastor. You have a little bit more direct interaction than I do, but we are those people. Yeah, I, I, I think that each it's the kind of thing that 
rather than look, looking to one person or one company to make the difference for us, I think it, it's everybody's responsibility to stand up and say, I'm not going to be a jerk. It seems like it's such a stupid, simple thing, but it's something that is so sorely lacking from online gaming. I'm not going to be a jerk, and I'm going to choose my words carefully. And I, I pray that in future generations, the term griefer has lost all meaning. Well, Mike, I think that's a good place to wrap things up for the week. How, uh, so how can folks uh, find out a little bit more about you? Well, it's going to be a little hard to, to find me in the near future. Uh, like I We're said, what, the next two weeks couple, out now, two weeks out. And then as I, I kind of shot out there for a second, uh, this week, this coming weekend, uh, I'm going to be at the steampunk world's fair. Uh, I am very excited about this. Is that, this that's is like th- tomorrow. No, this is a week like, from tomorrow. uh, all right. Yes. By the time this, this, uh, podcast actually hits the internet, it will be the coming weekend. All right. So where and, is the steampunk's uh, world fair and. Can other steampunks go and enjoy this? This this year it is in Piscataway, New Jersey. You can go to the steampunkworldsfair.com. Where else would it be? Of course. Uh, I'm very excited about it because I, I've started to establish some relationships with some awesome people and artists that come back to the Steampunk World's Fair all the time. So uh, I've, I'm really interested to see some of these people who I've only been talking to on Twitter lately and Facebook. A couple of authors that I've met. Uh, Pip Ballantyne and T Morris are going to be there, and I have I've been talking with both of them over the internet for a while. I'm excited to actually see them again, uh, and I don't know, maybe I'll try to broker a, an interview with uh, with them because T and I have had some really cool conversations about uh, the fact that he's a Christian and most people give him a hard time about it, um, because he doesn't look like your average Christian, and so I'm I, I he and I have had a lot of great conversations about that. I'm really uh I'm excited to see the Clockwork Dolls again because I've been talking with kind of the 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 woman in charge of that band and I've been told that this year's set includes uh a, a rendition of the Hero of Canton of Firefly fame. I am currently wearing my Jane hat. Um and a pair, you know I'm sure brown coats all over the interwebs are now going getting excited and giddy and trying to reach for their own Jane hat. Um but no, it's it's going to be so much fun. And and one of the really cool things you want to talk about the uh just the coolness of of getting kids into something awesome that doesn't involve being jerks. Um I'm grabbing a a number of kids this year to go with me to the World's Fair. And uh a tradition it, it's now going to be a tradition. It started off just a fun little thing to do, but I'm totally making it a tradition now. Uh I've I've uh I've dubbed it Steampunk the Front Row. And on May 20th, uh, myself and several of the youth group kids and anybody else who's willing uh, is going to sit in the front row of the, the early church service, and we are going to be all steampunked out and sitting together in the front row. So you just imagine an entire group of... If you, if you were to do a Google image search for steampunk, and just imagine an entire front row of a church looking like that, that is going to happen on the 20th and I'm very excited about this because last year we did it and and the amount of joy that we brought into people's existence by doing something silly like dressing up in costume and going into the front row of the church and then we went out to lunch and one woman came up to us and there was about 
but there were about five of us at that point, and she looked at us and she goes, you guys have made my day. What on earth are you doing? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm very excited about it this year. Uh, because of the fact that I am on a very tight budget and on negative free time, I uh, I haven't had a chance to put together some new costume stuff that I wanted to, but uh, I am going to do a partial launch of my new steampunk persona, uh, Josiah Hickman, the Outlaw Preacher. Oh, you've got a new you you've got a new gig going now. Well, most of the reason why I I, I put aside my uh, Johannes Bosch, which is one of my Tinker characters, uh, is because they won't let me bring the wrench. Uh well, you know, you know they they. The, they classified my three foot tall, forty pound re- iron wrench as a weapon, and thus I couldn't bring it back. And so, without the wrench, it kind of just didn't seem right to be Bosch. And so, I, I had to come up with a new one. So, yeah, he'll be he'll be fun. Hard to argue against, I suppose. Well, yeah, it's kind of. I mean, because trust me, if I swung the thing, yeah. Well, besides it, the fact we- that you'd probably throw your back out. <laughs> No, I've I've swung it around intentionally. It 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 did cause pain. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's very cool. You get steampunk world fair and a wedding, and a wedding. In right. fact, it's gonna be a good couple the, weeks. In fact, one of the reasons why I knew that that Susan was the perfect match for me was when we actually started talking about dates for the wedding. Uh, we talked about the month of May, and she goes, "Well, we we can't do it on the nineteenth." And I said, "Why can't we do it on the 19th? And she looked at me and she said, because you're going to be at the World's Fair and I, you know, we can't do the wedding on the World's Fair. And I'm just like, I love you so much right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Susan went with me last year. She will not be in attendance this year. She gave it the honest try, which is all I ever ask her to do. And having given it the honest try, she said, no, this is not my thing. You can have your fun playing. So... (laughs) But yeah, when when I'm not busy with the wedding and when I'm not uh busy with the World's Fair, you can get in touch with me at on Twitter. Uh you can either find me at uh Shadow of Cyrano or Von Clockwerk. Uh I'm also on uh the on the interwebs at tinkerstory.com and on perceptioncheck.com. That's perception-check.com. Uh, and also, if you want to email us, if you want to have uh, story ideas, things that you want us to tackle, uh, issues that you want us to raise, uh, you can email us at gamestoreprofits at gmail.com. I'm the guy who answers that email. Uh, that being said, Luke, how can people get in touch with you? You can follow me on Twitter at Luke Navarro or at Fat of the Land, F-A-T-T-A-T-H-E-L-A-N-D. To talk uh, about awesome food. You can talk about food. Or uh, you can listen to me on Guys Can Read. It's uh, guyscanread.com. And you can find out more about this show at gamestoreprofits.com. Or you can come hang out with us, chat with us, post to our page at facebook.com slash gamestoreprofits. And please do, because while I'm going to be all uh, aglow with wedding awesomeness and the the honeymoon that follows, I can't wait for a week of vacation where I just get to my sole responsibility is to hang out with my wife. But, um, I, you know, I'm not going to be recording during this time. There's not a chance in the world that I'm going to stop being on my honeymoon to pull up a microphone and record this. So, uh, we, you know, Luke and I will keep you posted because there's talk about possibly getting guest people on the mic and there's talk about other stuff and 
we'll let you know what happens. But for a, quite a while, you're not going to hear me because I'm going to be otherwise occupied. So please hit up the Facebook because I can spend two minutes looking at that and that will be okay. So I can keep up to, keep up to speed with your geekiness. All right, so folks, thank you for hanging out with us. As always, we remind you that God is the Game Master, and no matter how the dice fall, the game plays on.